Assad closed his eyes against the salt spray being kicked up by his small panga's prow as it raced across the waves toward the huge tanker ahead. He glanced over to the right, to the companion boat matching their speed as they chased down the behemoth. He could see his cousin, Gedi, hanging on to his panga's gunwales as it was pounded by the waves. Finally, his first action as a Badadinta Bada, or Saviors of the Sea. For a while, though, he hadn't been sure it would ever happen. Finding a position with a Habargadir crew hadn't been difficult after he and Gedi had made the trip from Galinsur down to the coastal city of Hobio. They were all of the same clan, after all, but finding a target had not been so easy. After being launched from the mothership almost ten days ago, the two pangas, nothing more than open skiffs, had been making their way across a vast expanse of nothing. The two inland boys had suffered, much to the amusement of the more seasoned fishermen who made up the rest of the crew. With fuel and food running out, at last, lights in the blackness caught their attention. Now, as the morning sun came into its full glory, they were in the final sprint to the huge ship. Assad means lion, and he felt like a lion, in the final charge to bring down his prey. He checked his AK one more time. At a signal from Rage, his helmsman, the second boat peeled off from them. The plan was to approach their prey from the stern, one boat to each side of it. Their targets rarely put up a fight, but it was better safe than sorry. Their target loomed bigger and bigger as they bounced over the waves. Assad thought the freeboard was much higher than on the hostage ship upon which they had practiced back outside of Hobio before setting out. None of the other three crewmen seemed concerned, though, so he tried to put it out of his mind. As they got closer, Assad picked up movement on the stern. Two crewmen seemed to be manning a fire hose. Part of Assad's anxiety washed away. If they were manning a fire hose, then they obviously had no weapons. As they came up closer, within rifle range, Assad raised his weapon to target the men. Taban, the boat leader, reached over and hit down hard on the barrel of his AK. You idiot! Who told you to fire on them? Haven't we told you that they are worth money to us, but only if alive? Assad started to protest. He hadn't been about to fire. He just felt it was prudent to be ready for anything. But with the bouncing of the boat and the looming bulk of the tanker, he let his protest die in his throat. He would clear that up later. Just before they reached the stern, a sudden jet of water hit their companion boat. Gedi and the others were knocked over and their boat swerved aside to evade the blast. Assad figured they would switch sides and hit them next, but in only a moment his panga was moving alongside the huge vessel and essentially out of reach. As they moved up the side of the ship, the little panga bounced around in the waves created by the ship's wake. Their practice run in Hobio was on a ship at anchor, but this was different, and he never realized it would be so severe. 
He had visions of being thrown overboard and being sucked down into the huge propellers and chopped up like Udkak. With a curse, though, Rage jerked hard on the big outboard to give them a little breathing space, not that it seemed to make that much of a difference. They continued to move up alongside the immense length of the ship, still keeping somewhat close to give them some protection from anyone above. Finally, they reached just short of the bow, where the small curvature of the hull gave them even a bit more protection. Taban stood up, balancing himself on strong legs, grappling gun to his shoulder. Taking aim, he fired, and the hook went up into the air, line trailing. It seemed to hang suspended for a moment at the apex before falling back to the other side of the freeboard. Taban quickly pulled it tight, and immediately Hanad started scampering up, rope attached to his belt and AK strapped over his back.